The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions do apply. Go get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. So make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise has free picks every day for every sport. So check out all their expert plays and betting news at PicksWise.com. That's PicksWise.com. Okay, and welcome everyone to a Monday, April 12th edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. This is your host, ZB. Welcome everyone into the show. It is Monday morning at 1040 a.m. on the East Coast, and I am joined for a breakdown of the Monday night slate and hopefully some other topics by my favorite guest, Munaf. Munaf, how you doing, bro? I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm, you know, coming up, waking up early off of a great Pistons Clippers game last night. I was locked into that game and I felt, I felt oh, good yeah. about it. It was one of those, you know, you could tell NBA Twitter had fallen asleep. I was watching Josh Jackson tear up the Clippers defense. Um, and it, it was a, some good games this weekend. Um, nice win for the Knicks last night. I could say tough loss for yeah. the Nuggets yesterday. Um, how are you doing? How was your weekend? I know you had a little beach action. I know you are hitting Vegas next week. Yeah, so we had a little beach action, got away with uh, with the family for the weekend, uh, good relaxing time, and then um, headed to the promised land this weekend. Uh, starting Saturday, I'll be there to Tuesday, so uh, I'll be coming live from Vegas when we record our pods for next week. So when you when you go to Vegas, what's your kind of game plan? What are you looking to do? What's your betting strategy? Walk. Walk me through a little bit of the mindset going into the weekend. Oh, it's all it's it's gambling like four straight days, like non nonstop gambling. So you know, me and my buddies. Uh, so you know, we don't really drink. So the you know, people look at us like we're crazy. So what, what the hell do you guys do in Vegas? And so, <laughs> I mean, we we casino hop. I mean, we we will play for hours and hours without even knowing what the time what time it is. And sometimes we even forget to eat that we're so caught up at the tables. And then, you know, once it gets uh, closer to like game times, there, you know, I'm. I'm usually going over to the sports book and then looking at the lines and, you know, if there's a pick that I like, I'll go up to the book and, 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 you know, put in the bed and my buddies will kind of follow me. And then, you know, we'll sometimes just sit at that sports book. It probably the, the, the best place on earth for me, at least is sitting at these sports books and just, just watching game at the, at nighttime. So, um, you know, that's kind of, kind of what we do where we're foodies and, and where we're hardcore gamblers at the table, some craps and roulette and, and stuff like that. So it's always a good time. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I I do have to say there have been some some underground rumblings of potential SGPN uh, retreat to Vegas for football season. Some ve- very very underground rumblings. <laughs> there is. I've had a, a few conversations, and um, we'll keep it at that for now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I definitely would be great to get out there. I've only been to Vegas once, actually. So, um, oh man, you got to get out there. Definitely need to get back out there. I'm an I'm an East Coast boy at heart. But we are going to start today's show with a little new segment. We're going to call it the Daily Fadeaway. 
Um, and this is a, a player or a team that we are looking to fade. And that this is a kind of, kind of last you for a few days. We hope um, a team that we can look against and, I will let you say it because I'm pretty sure that we are in perfect agreement as to who we're going for the daily fadeaway for today's episode. But I will let you just call out the team just so I make sure we're unlocked step. Yeah, I mean, it's the Oklahoma City Thunder defense, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Exactly. <laughs> no, we talked about this on the Slack channel. I mean, we kind of go back to when the Thunder kind of made that decision when, you know, to shut Horford down for the season whatever the situation was there. And then uh, SGA also, you know, they said that he was going to be out indefinitely. I know there were some rumblings if that he may have come, come be coming back, but I mean, I haven't seen any news on that, but you know, we kind of go back on their six game losing streak here. They've played Phoenix, Portland, Detroit, Charlotte, Cleveland, and Philadelphia. And in Three so three games. So I'll just run down the no, what they've given up in those six games 140, 133, 132, 113, 129, and 117. And I brought this up on the Slack channel is like this team is currently not playing zero, they're playing zero defense. And and, and what these what they've given up in, in to these teams, it, it's incredible. And I've told you know, we were talking about this in the Slack channel is bet on these team totals. For their, for their opponents because this team is not playing defense. And we take a look over the last 10 games, Oklahoma City Thunder are number 30, dead last in defensive rating, 118.7, and they have a net rating of minus 20.5. So, um, you know, that's that's our daily fadeaway. Uh, did you have thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I was going to add in, I mean, just – First quarter, first half, and full game team total against OKC, I think, is a solid play. We had that with the Philadelphia 76ers yeah. um, in that Saturday night spot. A lot of Masters talk, you know, and then I was like, I, it was maybe 9 o'clock, or I just threw in the slack, you know, Moon off we riding, and you're like, you know, I'm already yeah. I'm already in on it. So I was very glad to see that, that those went, those plays went 3-0. and Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you were watching that game at all. I was, like, begging Tyrese Maxey and – Paul Reed and uh, Rajon Tucker, these uh, Sixers scrubs to finish that off in the fourth quarter where they were able to do it by the, by the Nick. Um, But yeah, I mean, you look at this uh, OKC team and you know, I I don't have the team total data in front of me, but in their last nine games, Mm -hmm. one and eight against the spread and they've lost all eight of those against the spread losses. have been by double digits to the number. Um, so, you know, this is a team that is very liable to be just absolutely blown out. And we've talked about this all year, how there's this um, kind of question of when you when the roster becomes shitty, you know, is it going to affect their offense or their defense? And I think we're seeing a lot of it on the defensive end with this OKC team. Um, I mean, you look, you look at the starting five right here. I mean, they did get Lou Dort back. Um, he played 29 minutes in that game against the Sixers as well as Baisley. Um, but when Lou yeah. Dort and Darius Baisley are kind of your saviors, I mean, that kind of shows where you're at. So definitely mm-hmm. going to be continuing to fade this team. Um, and and they kind of – I think what's interesting about the Thunder, and you mentioned Shea Gilgis-Alexander and why they're such a good fade. I mean, they kind of played too well at the beginning of the season, right? Remember we were talking yeah. about they were kind of a hot – young team they were winning a ton of games now they're still you know six and a half games away from the t-wolves so um and they're still behind the pistons in terms of this record to get to the bottom so they're gonna you know they should continue to try to lose and that's why i think you're seeing al horford and shea gilders away from the team 
they're at the Jazz tomorrow night. I mean, yeah, that's gonna be that. That's gonna be a beat down. That's gonna be one of those sixteen or seventeen point spreads that mm-hmm. are always not so fun to bet. Um, but yeah, definitely the uh, the daily fadeaway um, for Monday's show is definitely the OKC Thunder defense here. Yep, couldn't agree more. So I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what that the team totals come out for Utah tomorrow. That's yeah, I mean, an interesting I, number. Probably gonna be over one twenty, right? For sure, yeah, I for sure, hundred percent agree that yeah, at least a minimum at one twenty. Yeah, okay. Um, so fun segment daily beta. We're also gonna have a best bet from each of us at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. With that, let's get into the slate for tonight. Uh, unfortunately, no Oklahoma City Thunder out there to fade. Um, so we will <laughs> have to we will have to uh, come up with something else. Let's start in New York at Madison Square Garden, where. Two teams coming off nice wins, the Knicks against the Raptors last night and the Lakers, who um, kind of beat down the Brooklyn Nets on Saturday night. Uh, you know, interesting game. The Nets kind of – Kyrie Irving obviously was ejected for that scuffle with Dennis Schroeder. Um, yeah. The Lakers coming into the Garden. The Knicks are a two-point favorite at home. Total is at 206. Moon off. The Lakers are kind of surviving a little bit here without uh, without their yeah. stars, and it looks like AD will be back at the end of this week. So, kind of good good vibes yeah. in Laker land. What do you think of that Laker win against the Nets and in uh, this two point spread here tonight? Yeah, I mean, uh, I was completely wrong about this on the Slack channel. I was like, I think the, the Nets would like throttle the the Lakers, but it was the it was the complete opposite. I mean, it was about ten and a half, eleven and a half point spread on on that Saturday night game, and they they. They won by 25 points, but, you know, I was happy to see that, you know, my regular season win totals bet is on life support with the, with the Lakers, <laughs> but, um, uh, but I mean, yeah, big impressive win for them. Th- those guys were playing hard, you know, led by, you know, Dennis Shooter had a good game for them. Um, Andre Drummond was big. I think it was all around great effort for, for the Lakers. Um, but as far as tonight, I'm not sure that the Lakers should be favored here tonight. I mean, I know they've won two in a row here. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, they've, you know, they've been alternating between wins. They won against Sacramento, lost to the Lake, sorry, the Clippers went out and beat Toronto, lost to Miami. And then they throttled the Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Nets on Saturday night. But, you know, New York has been playing well. Also, like you mentioned, they beat Toronto last night. They had a victory over the Memphis Grizzlies the night before. So them being at home tonight and we, you know, like I, I like going to these, these, um, spread stats that, you know, I kind of put together, in the morning and you know 15 10 and 1 at home against the spread uh you know 9 and 2 as a favorite but they are underdogs here tonight i do like um the new york knicks as a home underdog here i'm seeing the knicks favored by two here oh they are favored by two okay sorry yeah but still so there's then a as, lot of as, that still applies yeah. yeah yeah as a home favorite 9 and 2 so you know i'm going to continue to stay with that as as uh, the new york knicks are favored here tonight yeah you're right Minus two, give me the Knicks here tonight. Yeah, and this is really, like, I feel like this is a good spot for the Knicks. Kind of a third straight game in a very similar spot, right? You had, they were fair, the Grizzlies game, that was right around a one-and-a-half, two-point spread. Raptors last night opened two, got up to four, um, and now you have this two-point spread here. I mean, the Knicks are kind of right in the thick of a playoff chase. Obviously, the Lakers are as well, but the Knicks have yeah. done a good job with with this type, this caliber of opponent, like you said, nine and two as a home favorite this season. Um, you know, last night, Really fun, uh, R.J. Barrett just continuing to be clutch. Um, bang that corner three as a dagger against the Raptors last yeah. night. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, I, I see no reason to upgrade the Lakers per se. I mean, I think that they're kind of proving that they're closer to an average team than a bad team without this, without these two guys. Um, mm-hmm. And it's interesting what's happening in the, in the Western Conference standings. I mean, the Blazers, they're in their own little mini slump, um, which has allowed the Lakers not to really be punished that much for this uh, these injuries. So I'm going to go with the Knicks minus two here as well. Um think it's going to be a good matchup for them, and they'll be able to get up for the spot at home. Um, low total, 206. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a little low for – for what these teams, I mean, that's asking each team to put up 103 points. So I think they're projecting, you know, a defensive battle here. And, you know, Lakers have been one of the better defensive teams over the past 10 games here. Um, let me see if I can get their defensive rating here real quick. Yeah, number one over their last 10 games. No, no, sorry, Lakers number one, Knicks number two over the last 10 games in defensive rating. So obviously, you know, they're expecting a defensive battle here. But, you know, this might be a maybe Julius Randle revenge game here tonight. You know, oh yeah, for, um, for the Knicks, so you know he might have some little extra motivation. I did lock in Julius Randle points, rebounds, and assists this morning. I believe it was at thirty nine and a half. So um, you know you might want to take a look at that if if that's something that um, you know going off that era revenge angle for Julius Randle against his former team. Yeah, I do like that. I mean, he did play thirty eight minutes last night, but Tibbs does not seem to be stunned by that. I mean, he put up thirty eight of the counting stats last night. And that's with shooting one of eight from three and only seven of 19 from the floor. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think that, that, that definitely does make a lot of sense. And he kind of fits in with the sort of the thread of that Lakers defense without LeBron. They don't really have that big three and D or power forward defender. Right. Um, so, right. so I do think that that could be a good matchup for Julius Randall here. Um, very excited to watch this game. I think this will be, this will be a good one. Um, do, do want to shout out uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, he was really fun to watch in that game against the Nets, uh, just kind of showing off yeah. some of that combo guard uh, skill, mm-hmm. skill ball that he's been known for. And, you know, I think we talked about this um, at the trade deadline, how it definitely smelt fishy that they weren't willing to include him in a Kyle Lowry deal. Um, yeah. And now, and now, I mean, he did have that nice game against the Nets. Maybe he, maybe they know something that we don't about, you know, how good this guy can be. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, we had talked about that, like you said, and, um, you know, I think he still has some growing to do as a player, right? You know, he's still going to develop and, and his skill set's going to get better. So, you know, who knows, he might turn into a perennial role player on this Lakers team, you know, once, um, you know, with with KD, sorry, KD, AD and uh, LeBron here. So, you know, it's going to be interesting offseason for the Lakers for sure. But I do see uh, Horton Tucker as part of their future. Yeah, you're scaring the people that another super team might develop. No, no, and, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and just uh, injury report for tonight's game. Mark Gasol, questionable. Kuzma, questionable. Um, Wes Matthews, questionable as well. So, yeah, if we want to tune into that for tonight. But sounds like we both do like the Knicks here. Mm-hmm. Um, potential best bet territory for me, um, for sure. Um, let's go to Orlando where the San Antonio Spurs coming off a uh, fun win for them last night in Dallas. DeMar DeRozan buzzer beater action was very, uh, very, very yeah. beautiful vintage DeMar DeRozan step back mid-ranger. These Spurs are laying six and a half in Orlando. Total is at 218 and a half. The Magic continue to lose games. Um, they got blown out by 27 by the or by 37, pardon me, by the Bucks last night. 
Uh, where are you going with this six and a half point number here? Spurs had lost, I think, four or five straight and then got that win in Dallas last night. Yeah, big win for the Spurs last night. Yep. Um, we kind of take a look at Orlando. Um, you know, a low-key under-the-radar uh, move, I think, that we didn't really talk about or, you know, across NBA they're not talking about is Birch signed with the uh, Toronto Raptors. So I think that kind of freed up some space and and, and um, minutes for Mo Bamba to kind of get some more minutes for for the Orlando Magic. You know, you have Wendell Carter Jr. there also. So, uh, you know, look out for those two guys as we kind of wind down the season here. But, um, yeah, you take a look at Orlando. You know, what, five straight losses here. They've played some quality opponents, and, you know, they've, they've gotten beaten down by them. Um, as much as I want to take Orlando at home, I, I think this was a kind of a momentum uh, shifting win for the San Antonio Spurs last night. You could tell that they wanted it more. I was actually watching this game last night, and, um, you know, despite Dallas having a bad shooting night, uh, the Spurs pulled it off with DeMar DeRozan. You know, you like you mentioned, the buzzer beater there. Um, so I will take the San Antonio Spurs minus six and a half here tonight. They're 15 and seven against the spread on the road, um, five and three against the spread as a road favorite. And they're, you know, on a back-to-back situation, uh, they're four and five against the spread in that span. So, uh, you know, not much there, but I, I do like the Spurs here tonight against a struggling Orlando Magic team. Yeah, and uh, just to reiterate, Mo, Mo Bamba definitely responded to that. Those increased minutes, he had a big game. I think he had 21 points. Um, yeah. So, you know, good for him. But it's always interesting. You have a coach like Steve Clifford who, like, he doesn't want to play his young guys because, mm-hmm. you know, so and they had, yeah. they had to actually release Ken Birch to get Mo Bamba minutes. That's, all, that's always fun aspect yeah. of a late-season NBA. And, uh, yeah, for this spot here tonight, I mean, the Spurs sitting a game out of eighth place um, in the West and, you know, the Grizzlies, they have a, they have a game against the Bulls tonight. It's a tough game. So, you know, with the Spurs, this is one of those games that we've been saying, I mean, you can't afford to go lose to the magic in the middle of the playoff chase. So I do like this as a potential money line parlay leg for tonight, uh, seeing minus minus two forty five for the Spurs. Um, so, I mean, we have another six point road favor coming up with the Brooklyn Nets. So we'll see if we can find another leg to put with this. I think the six and a half point spread is, it's tough, right? Because the Magic give you really no reason to uh, want to come on them. I mean, or <laughs> pause. Um, <laughs> want to come back on the on the Magic? Um, you know, t- thirty-seven points of the Bucks last night. Come back here with another game. Um, but you know, with Greg Popovich on a road back to back, you know, Demar Derozan did play thirty-five minutes last night, so that's definitely something to want to pay attention to with this spot. Um, yeah, but I will. I will side with the. Um, with the Spurs here, um, any thoughts on this total at two eighteen and a half? Definitely not one of the best games on the slate tonight. Yeah, I'm not sure. I trust uh, the Orlando Magic to kind of keep up with the scoring here. Um, you know, especially with uh, you know Spurs do have the they do have the potential to play lockdown defense, right? They have athletic guys that can lock down and play defense. Um, and I'm not sure if I can trust guys like Michael Carter-Williams, Dwayne Bacon, James Innes, Okiki, you know, Wendell Carter, the list goes on. And for these guys to score points, and, and that's kind of been indicative of what they've been doing recently. Um, just 87 against the Bucks last night, you know, one of the good defensive teams also. Um, 
So, you know, I'll probably stay away from this total, especially with, with an ugly game like this. Agreed. Um, let's take a quick break here to hear from some of our sponsors. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. We got generous promos, odds, and parlays happening right now at WinBet. So get started today and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and download the app today. Okay, and coming back off the break, the Brooklyn Nets coming off that loss uh, to the Lakers. Kyrie Irving is out for this game now with personal mm-hmm. reasons. They pay a visit to Minnesota. Uh, the rejuvenated Minnesota Timberwolves. I, 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 I was on them plus the four and a half last night against the Bulls. I think they are kind of in it. A decent spot right now, still the worst record in the league. But the Nets are laying six on the road in Minnesota. Totals at 235. I kind of like the dog here off the bat. Munaf, where are you going with this game? Yeah, 100% agree with you. I also saw that LaMarcus Aldridge is out for this game with an illness, I believe. Okay. Um, I think they report. Yeah, so yeah, Aldridge, Aldridge, Harden, Aldridge out, Kyrie out, Tyler Johnson out as well. Yeah, so um, and we've seen that Kevin Durant's been on kind of a minutes restriction since he's returned. Um, kind of had that odd entrance from the return from his injury when oh, he yeah. kind of came in that second quarter midway through. So, what do you think that was? That that was weird. Yeah, I'm not sure what that. Was. I mean, I've I've never seen that before. Like, especially a a superstar player like like Kevin Durant, you usually see that. If a superstar player like that, okay, if they don't want to start the game, fine, but they'll kind of be that first substitution into the game. But you know, I was kind of, I was watching, I kind of tuned in late to that game, and I was checking the box score, and I, I didn't see any minutes played for him. And, and then I kind of saw him on the sideline, like kind of hanging around. And then here he comes at midway through the second quarter. So it, it was really confusing on, on what was going on there. And then you know, I think Kyrie was in the game within them. He was kind of you know just being passive to uh to Kevin Durant and kind of letting him find the rhythm but you know I guess it worked out for them but kind of going back to this game tonight I just want to quickly want to see um what Kevin Durant's been uh you know what his minutes have looked like over these past couple games but like you mentioned this is a good spot for a Minnesota Timberwolves team that got D'Angelo Russell back Anthony Edwards is there Carl Anthony Times Carl Anthony Towns is looking like himself his all-star you know, level self that we've seen in the past. So I, you know, they, these, these two teams got together on um, March 29th, I believe. And they covered the spread. It was a 10 and a half, 10 and a half, 10 and a half point spread for the Timberwolves. And they only lost the game by five and now being a six point dog at home. uh, I'll gobble that up uh, all day. Yeah. I think this is a great spot for, for the Timberwolves. Um, Really, really like what I see from Jaden McDaniels, both McDaniels brothers, mm-hmm. Jaden McDaniels for the Timberwolves, Jalen from the for the Charlotte Hornets. They are playing really, really well, really athletic wing. So looking forward to him getting some possessions guarding KD. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I kind of think what you're saying here, I mean, I don't think KD, especially right now, is the kind of guy who's like, 
a number one, you know, going to lead you to a win on the road in Minnesota, right? I mean, he seems like he's kind of in this yeah. weird zone where he's working his way back. Only played 24 minutes in that game against the, uh, yeah. the Lakers. Um, and the T-Wolves are kind of finding something. Love D'Angelo Russell coming off the bench. I think that kind of could be his future, um, kind of that bench scorer role. Um you know, 13 field goal attempts, 27 points, very efficient against the Bulls in that in that home win for them. Um, and I look at this Nets this Nets team. I mean, I thought their defensive effort was really, really low. You know, both in terms of execution and effort wise against the Lakers, uh, allowing yeah. 20 126 points to that Lakers team, not great. So I do kind of like the T Wolves team total here at 114 and a half. Um, okay. Maybe even a full game over at two thirty-five. Uh, the the T wolves have definitely been getting up there. Um, and with the with the Nets, I mean, it's kind of shortened rotation, and you have this Nets Sixers clash coming up on Wednesday night, um, yeah. which I think you know both those sides are going to be looking forward to um, eagerly. That's you know probably the biggest game of the season so far, all things considered. Um, mm. So hopefully, you get Kyrie back for that. But any thoughts on that? I mean, I, I do think that, you know, you look at the T-Wolves, a 121-117 game against the Bulls. Um, but then, you know, prior to that, a 145-136 against the Celtics, a 141-137 against the Pacers. And we know that the Nets can both score and be scored on. So um, any thoughts on the over? I, I do kind of like, you know, six six points. I mean, it feels like not that much, but then you realize, I mean, no Kyrie, no Harden. So, you know, I do think the six is maybe just the best angle to attack this game, so you don't have to worry about the total. Um, but I do yeah. think alternatively the one fourteen and a half um, or the two thirty five both look good to me. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with you on that on that team total. Uh, we kind of take a look at Minnesota, number five in, in pace over their or the last ten games, so they're getting the ball up and down the court here. And I mean, the numbers are showing it too, right? Like you just mentioned that they put up 116, 137, 136, 121. So, um, you know, with, with with a team that gave up 126 to the Lakers without their two best players, it, it it's kind of alarming. And um, <clears throat> sorry, um, I think Minnesota is obviously the better offensive team right now than the Lakers without LeBron and AD and they have guys that can knock down three point shots and create their own shots. And like I said, I like looking at teams that play at a higher pace, especially in their, in their recent games. So like I said, over their last 10 games, number five in the league in pace. So completely agree with you. Timberwolves plus the points at home tonight and do take a look at that T Wolves team total of what you say? 114 for tonight. Yeah. 114 and a half for tonight. Yeah, so um, definitely look at that. I think this might be, like you mentioned, a very big look-ahead spot for the Brooklyn Nets with with the Sixers um, on deck. I'll be surprised to see if if Harden is back for that game and and if they're just kind of resting uh, Kyrie and Irving for that. Uh, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie Irving and James Harden maybe to return in, uh, against the Philadelphia Sixers there. Yeah, that would be great to see Ky- uh, Harden back for that game. I mean, that, that's going to be a great yeah. game. Let's go to the Sixers next. Um I will say I think T Wolves plus two hundred money line definitely want to keep an eye on that. Uh, uh, maybe later yeah. in the show. Um, these Sixers go to Dallas. Dallas coming off that loss to the Spurs last night at the buzzer. Um, they're chasing playoff seating in the Western Conference. These Sixers are two and a half point favorites on the road. Another total at two eighteen and a half. Um, the Sixers coming in off that blowout win that we talked about against OKC. 
Um, mm-hmm. Really, really fun matchup here. Probably the best game of the night. Munaf, where are you going with this two and a half road favorite Sixers game? Yeah, I think this is a bigger game for the Mavericks here tonight. Yes. Uh, losing, you know, like we mentioned in Spurs by the buzzer beater by DeMar DeRozan. Um, but, you know, Dallas just didn't have a good shooting night last night. You kind of take a look. They shot, yeah, 48% from the field. But there was a point in time where, you know, starting that third quarter that their three-point shooting just wasn't there for the Dallas Mavericks last night. And they finished the game 13 of 42, 31% from the three-point line. Um, I, 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 wanted, I, I like taking Dallas in this spot here. I think this might be, like we just mentioned in the previous game with the Brooklyn Nets, that this might be a look-ahead spot for the Philadelphia Sixers with the Brooklyn Nets on deck in that Eastern Conference clash. So, um, you know, this might be an interesting spot because these Brooklyn Nets are, and Sixers are, yeah, are getting together to take their opponents tonight and maybe parlay them because it might be a look-ahead spot, like we mentioned, for both of them. And it's kind of like in football is, you know, there's teams that, you know, are playing a lesser opponent the previous week. And then they have a big game on deck the following week, whether it's in prime time or, or whatever the case might be. Um, so I might just take Dallas um, Dallas Mavericks money line. And like you just mentioned, parlay that with the Sixers money line for a small bet. And then, you know, definitely taking plus the points on both of these home dogs here tonight. Yeah. And Dallas plus Minnesota money line parlay that pays out plus five sixty. Um so Ooh, that, could definitely, that could definitely be a good way to uh, set up your week. <clears throat> Monday night, I I don't know if you if you bet local at all, but Monday night is always a fun night because it kind of sets up your week in terms of being on credit. Yeah. Like if you go down, yeah, yeah. it's just like yeah. you're kind of gun shy the rest of the week. Yeah. Um, which so it kind of, this is definitely a big night. I I do like the Mavericks here as well. A um, little bit concerned here with uh, Ben Simmons' ability to lock up Luca. Um, that definitely okay. could be an interesting aspect of the. I, I I always like seeing Ben Simmons go up against some of the best, um, you know, the best perimeter guys, and and so I do think any case here to me for the under two eighteen and a half um, in terms of in terms of what you're looking at in your stat sheet. Uh, let me see here what my numbers have this capped at. Um, uh, yeah, my numbers saying two seventeen and a half, and the market came out at two eighteen and a half. So, um. I usually like, yeah, slightly lead to the under. And, you know, if I do like taking one way or the other, I I, at least having that two and a half, three point cushion um, to take a total either way. Um, But, you know, like you just said, this could be a game where, you know, the defenses kind of lock each other down. Take a look over the last 10 games, uh, defensive ratings. Dallas Mavericks number six and Philadelphia number three. So I think you're spot on. We have a lot of matchups tonight where, you know, some of these top defenses are going up against each other. And we may see a night of unders here tonight just because, uh, like I said, defensive defensive metrics and playoff positioning seating where teams kind of want to lock up on defense and get the wins where they need. So, um, you know, I think – going off of what you just said about defense and the under, I think if Dallas wants to win this game, they're going to have to play better defense here tonight against the 76 Philadelphia 76ers. But my one concern is, is that who's really going to contain Joel and down low for the Dallas Mavericks, because they don't really have a traditional big body down there that can kind of guard this guy. So 
you know, I think that that's a angle where the Dallas Mavericks may be in some trouble here tonight. Yeah, and I, I think you look at the last time these two teams played, went well under the total. It was a 111-97 victory for the Sixers at home. Porzingis did not play in that game, but I do think mm-hmm. that kind of – I mean, they, they had Boban out there, which Boban probably is a better matchup okay. for, for Joel Embiid, all things considered. Embiid actually kind of struggled in that game. He was 5 for 20, but Porzingis yeah. didn't play, so all the big men minutes went to Willie Cauley-Stein and Boban bigger guys more traditional than Porzingis who's not really going to have the strength to bang with Embiid um so I do kind of like this under Luka Doncic in that last matchup with Ben Simmons he was held to 19 points four assists three boards and seven turnovers um so he definitely struggled in that matchup I'm going to check out here what the uh points rebounds and assists prop for Luka is um for tonight might want to go under that uh especially on the second night of a back-to-back um Give me one second here. Let me see if I can get something for you. But, you know, tradition that I've been seeing on Twitter is that, you know, guys that, you know, religiously bet on basketball and they're watching these player props is I think, you know, we've talked about Joe Osborne of Odd Shark. And, you know, he's 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 a great follow for, you know, stats for player props. And he, he was mentioning that Luca does struggle on back-to-back nights if, if they are playing, you know, they have that back-to-back game. So, um, did you find a number? I did not. I, the, the, it's not on my uh, my prop site, but I do think that has to do with the fact that there's no injury report submitted yet for this game because the Mavericks did play last night. Yeah. So, um, Mine is off also. Okay. Yeah. Something so, to keep an eye on. Yeah. Well, I actually do think that that might be one of my favorite plays for tonight. Uh, so well-rested Sixers team coming in. Ben Simmons, a lot of energy. So I like this game to the under. I like the Mavs plus a two and a half. Maybe look at a Luka under. Um yeah. Anything else on this game here? No, nothing else. All right, let's take another quick break here to hear from some of our sponsors for today's show. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is brought to you by BetterThan.Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag Degens only care about, and that's sports betting. We're giving out free daily video picks over on our Better Than Vegas profile page. Better Than Vegas is always also running a ton of free contests as well. They have a ton of free picks and handicappers for you to check out. Make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. Okay, coming back off the break. That was definitely one of the better games for tonight. Let's go to Utah, where the Washington Wizards are in town. The Jazz laying 11 at home. Total is 234 and a half. All eyes are on Bradley Beal here, who is probable for tonight. So it looks like you're probably going to get Bradley Mm -hmm. Beal in there. Um, Jazz, you know, continue to hum along, still in first place in the West. Obviously, they had that fun overtime game against the Suns last week um, in kind of a playoff preview. Um, They're still 8-2 and in their last 10, one, two in a row here at home against the Wizards. Feels like a good spot. Um, Any thoughts on this game here, Munaf? Yeah, I mean – you take a look at Washington. I mean, they've just been struggling. I mean, they're beating up on the, they're beating up on the, you know, the bad teams this season or lately, sorry, you know, they beat Orlando, not a good team, Golden State, you know, they got the victory there, but they got absolutely pummeled by the Phoenix Suns, yep. the number two team in the West. And now you're taking on the number one team in the, uh, in the Western conference. And, um, you know, Utah knows that they got to keep on winning games if they want to lock up that number one seed. And you take a look at Utah's schedule, 
Um, they have some easy, easy opponents coming up. So they, they may hear rattle off, you know, 10 out of 11 wins or maybe 12 wins in a row. Um, but going back to quickly tonight, I'll just make this quick. Jazz are nothing for me. I just don't trust this Washington Wizards team, um, you know, on the road here in, going into Utah. Yeah, I, I don't either. I mean, it's actually funny. I don't, I don't know if you watched that, that Kings-Jazz game at all. The Kings were like right there until the end, and then they end up losing. Yeah. They end up losing by 16. Um, yeah. I'm going to get a uh, – I guess the Jazz are all the way up at 770 here on the money line. So not really that helpful in terms of bringing down some of your parlay pricing. Um, yeah. But that could be, you know, if, if you get two other legs maybe. So I, I do have the Spurs hanging out there that I would like to get in something. Um, mm-hmm. So a little high here. But, yeah, the Jazz, I mean, they're 24-2 and two at home, haven't lost at home since the month of December. Um, and this matchup here with the Wizards coming into town, I mean – Rudy Gobert kind of neutralizes what Russell Westbrook wants to do. And he's been kind of their bully against these worst teams, um, yeah. you know, crashing into the paint, you know, getting up. And then obviously Bradley Beal as well. So, you know, Beal should be back here. I think there could be some points scored. Definitely Utah. What's their team total at? Um, Utah see. team total at 123. I mean, it feels high, but I definitely think they should go over that. Yeah, I think these two teams got together on, let's see, March 18th here, not too long ago. And the Utah Jazz actually lost that game, 131-122. Obviously, you need to see if, who was playing in that game or not. But, uh, you know, possible, you know, revenge angle for uh, Utah here tonight just because they lost on that road against Washington when they got together on that date. Uh, let me see quickly if I can pull this up, um, that box score. Um, March 18th. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so Beal dropped 43 points in that game for the for the Wizards. So I think it might kind of take that monumental effort from uh, Westbrook or Bradley Beal to win that game. You take a look at that game. Uh, Westbrook and Beal combined for 78 points. So, you know, when your two superstars are going to do that, you have a great chance of winning. So, um, yeah, I'm in agreement with you about this over here tonight. We may see some points, possibly a Utah Jazz team total over. Um, you know, they've been humming along, like you said, and then they've been scoring points. So, um, yeah, uh, give me Utah and then possibly the Utah Jazz team total here tonight. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. I think this could be a big game for Rudy Gobert, really no one inside other than Robin Lopez who can neutralize his size. And Robin Lopez mm-hmm. has quietly been playing pretty well here recently. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I want to give Robin Lopez a shout-out in his last 10 games, 12 points, uh, four boards, making 75% of his field goals, 22 minutes. So there you go, Rolo. Um, what about Donovan Mitchell? He's been playing really well recently, averaging over 40 points in his last three or four games here. His point total is set at 32 and a half um, for tonight. Any chance you could go over there? I mean, I know this perimeter defense is weak, but um, thoughts on Donovan Mitchell and whether he can continue this toward scoring pace. Yeah. I mean, he dropped 42 against the wizards in the previous matchup. Uh, you know, like I said, on March 18th, 42 against the Kings, the last 10 games is averaging 30. Um, the only part that kind of scares me is that, if it's a blowout potential that he might not play 
let's say the Jazz are up by 20 points at the end of the fourth quarter, so we might not see him in that in that in that fourth quarter play many minutes or if at all. And if it's you know his points are sitting at 25, 26, and he doesn't play, obviously then you lose. So that's my only 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 part that kind of scares me with. Um, taking a guy like Donovan Mitchell. But like you mentioned, you know, we may want to take a look at some good Rudy Gobert uh, rebounding props. That might be an angle to look at. And if you do like Donovan Mitchell, you know, don't make it a full unit. Maybe take a quarter of a unit or half a unit uh, because it is Monday and you kind of want to work your way up throughout the week. So, um, you know, those are the two props that we kind of want to throw out there for the, for the listeners and to get down on. Yeah, that's a great point. And definitely you want to tread lightly on Monday. Not the not a night to load everything out there. Let's go to Memphis. Very excited to watch this game. Two teams that I definitely want to watch more of. The Grizzlies are laying two and a half to the visiting Chicago Bulls. Total is at 228 and a half. Grizzlies coming off a loss to the Karis LeVert-led uh, Indiana Pacers last night and the Bulls are coming off a loss as well to the Timberwolves. We mentioned earlier, both these teams played last night. Um, thoughts on this matchup here, both teams kind of chasing the back end of the playoff picture. Yeah. So did you catch any of that Pacers and Grizzlies game yesterday? I did not catch any of it. I just saw my Karis LeVert highlights. Okay. So I was actually got, got to watch some of this game and it, the Indiana Pacers were getting up and down the floor. I mean, they were pushing the base. They were getting shots within like five to seven seconds into their shot clock. It was crazy to see. And it was working well for them. I mean, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies were really struggling getting back on defense against, against this team. So um, this, this total seems a little low to me here tonight. I have it capped around 233 points for tonight. So, I'm definitely probably going to take a look at the over here tonight. Um, as far as the as far as the spread, um, let me kind of see some of the some of the metrics here for Chicago and Memphis. I you know we know that both of these teams are, are pretty good against the spread overall. Uh, Memphis sixteen and eleven against the spread at home, ten and six as home favorites. Um, on back to back situations, not much there. Five and six for the Bulls, four and five. Uh, for the Memphis Grizzlies, same thing with the total five and six for the Chicago Bulls. Been back-to-back situations and six and three to the over for the Memphis Grizzlies in back-to-back situations. So maybe a little metric there. Um, yeah, I, I think I do like the Memphis Grizzlies in a bounce-back spot here. They're fighting, like you mentioned, for a playoff positioning um, in the Western uh, Conference. There, I think currently they are the eighth seed. I did want to quickly shout out to Valanchunas, who's been playing really, really well for for the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Um, you know, this guy's been, I think, last night, thirty four and twenty two against the Indiana Pacers, who didn't have you know Miles Turner, but you know he's been playing well for them. The only concern or only thing I'm kind of waiting for is just like John Morant to kind of just kind of take over, and this is a guy that has a potential to drop thirty single. 30 points every single night. And I'm not sure why he's just not doing it. I was watching, you know, the game like last night, like I mentioned, and this guy can just get to the basket at will. And he has just so many different ways to finish around the basket. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if he's hitting like a rookie wall or so, or second year wall, but man, I'm just kind of waiting for this guy to kind of drop like 25, 30 points a game you know, over, over the rest of the season here, but going back to Valanchunas over this last 10 games, 20 points, close to 14 rebounds per game. So 
you might want to kind of take a look at his player props for tonight. And then um, just for the game, I do love this over potential lock territory for me and give me Memphis at home here tonight. Yeah, I, I like this over a lot as well. Uh, 228 and a half, a little bit more tepid on the side. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do like what you said about John Moran. It's kind of interesting. He's so good. Um, but like yeah. you said, only at 19 points per game. I mean, he would like to see a little bit more than that. He does kind of do this thing where he is, you know, kind of feels his way into the game. He likes to get others involved, a lot of passing. And, you know, I think that can, that has a time. There's definitely a time and place for that. He understands the point guard position, but, you know, there does need to be, especially without Jaron Jackson, there needs to be more of an element of the takeover games. Um, yeah. And so it would be fun to see, you know, a little John Morant, Zach Levine, toe-to-toe action here tonight. Um, yeah. Zach Levine, someone I would, I would look at for tonight. He got up 28 shots last night in a loss. So that's never something you like to see in terms of, when I look at player prop evaluating kind of usage, I think he got up 28 shots in a loss last night and it was inefficient. So, yeah. you know, do they come back to the well and allow him to shoot so much? Vooch only obviously got up 13 shots. So I think you could see, you mentioned Valanciunas. I think Vooch could also have a big game and those guys would probably struggle to guard each other. Mm-hmm. Um, with this total, I don't I totally agree. And this go, sales over. Um, so I will back you on that play. I had one more thing I wanted to say on this game. Oh yeah. With the bulls, Billy Donovan definitely uh, was upset with the defense um, okay. in that, in that game. Um and I think it's it's interesting. I mean, the addition of Vooch, he it, it's been quiet. I mean, there's let's see what what he's been putting out the points. Um, but we're not seeing like the like the numbers that he was putting up with like the Orlando Magic, right? He had to be the featured guy with Orlando Magic because he had to drop anywhere from like 25 to like 17 rebounds a night, and we were so used to that. But now he's going over to a team that he has Zach Levine and some of these other guys that can score the basketball. But like you said, he's putting up the points, but his his um, um, rebounding numbers are, are significantly down to compared to what he was doing with Orlando. Yes, and and yeah, and the pop hasn't really been there to like his whole his whole setup. So um, Vooch, one to keep an eye on. I mean, they made that trade; it was exciting for a little, and now it's like, hey, you got to go actually win games. Um, yeah, and I, I don't. I definitely think uh, you know. Two and a half, it, do, it does feel a little short. I mean, I like the Pacers last night. They were at three and a half. I definitely think the Pacers are, you know, as good, if not better, than the Bulls. So definitely see the case for the Grizzlies here. Um, let's go to New Orleans, where the Pelicans are a two and a half point favorite at home to the Sacramento Kings. The total is at 235. Um Munaf, where are you going with this Kings-Pelicans matchup here? This is a 9 o'clock tip on the East Coast. Yeah, I mean, this is, I think this low-key, one of the more exciting games also tonight. We get some, yep. you know, young talent to watch. You know, we love De'Aaron Fox, uh, Zion. I mean, I quickly want to talk about him real quick. I mean, he's just been playing really, really well for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans, um, you know, trying to pull up his stats here. I think he had a 39-point game last night Yes, for the Pelicans. You know, they were down early in that game, and they kind of came back and won against the Cavs uh, that didn't have sex plan last night. So, um, you know, obviously keeping an eye on the injury report. You know, they've had B.I. and Zion being in and out of the lineup. Um, currently seeing Lonzo as a game-time decision. Um, Alexander Walker is out for the Pelicans and also Josh Hart. Um, it seems like B.I. and Zion should be able to go here tonight. Um, 
I, I think I do like the New Orleans Pelicans in the spot here tonight at home. They, I know they are in a back-to-back situation. Kind of seeing the metrics here for uh, New Orleans on a back-to-back situation. Four and six against the spread. Okay, nothing fancy there. Seven and three to the over um, in back-to-back situations. So, um, you know, we might see some up and down here for, for, for both of these teams because they have the, you know, young talent to get up and down. Uh, with Lonzo Ball and, you know, De'Aaron Fox, one of the fastest, if not the fastest guy in the league. Sacramento, I mean, do you take a look at their schedule or you take a look at their win-loss log here? They, it's like they rattle off three, four wins in a row and then they lose like six, seven in a row and then they yep. come back and win like five or six in a row. And now they're in the midst of a six-game losing streak. Um, you know, defensively, Sacramento is over their last 10 games are number 26 with one at a rating of 116.2 Pelicans at number 17. So um, I think this is another game where the Sacramento defense will struggle. You probably want to take a look at Pelicans team total here because BI and Zion should have big games and possibly some uh, BI, uh, sorry, some Zion uh, props, I'm not sure who's going to be able to contain this guy inside. Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been a noted Zion uh, hater in the past. I, <laughs> yeah. I have to I have to uh, you know admit that I I, I was very uh, you know on the wrong side of history there. You look at this last ten games. I mean, what this guy is doing, what what he's been doing really all all season, but especially as of late, it's just insane. I mean, thirty three points and eight boards on sixty two percent field goal percentage. I mean, it feels like every single night this guy drops like. 30 on you know 13 of 15 shooting and it's like all dunks and layups and it's just so efficient um so good for him i mean he's clearly living up to the label i think it, there's obviously more questions to be answered in new orleans in the long term about roster construction but yeah. he is looking like a smashing hit um this game here i mean yeah with the kings i was impressed by the effort they put forth against the jazz so it doesn't seem like there's any really quit in this team um i will point out in terms of kind of play-in implications. These two teams are both chasing the Warriors and Spurs to get into that play-in game. So big game here for both teams. Um, You know, the Pelicans could really kind of bury the Kings here with tw- less than 20 games to go, and the Kings could make up a full game. Their Kings are currently two games behind the Pelicans um, in that, I guess, 11, for that 11 spot. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you have to get into the 10. We'll talk about the Warriors next. They're obviously an underdog in their game tonight. Um I like the Pelicans here. I think, you know, I think they're probably a slightly superior team at home, only laying the two and a half. Um, Kind of a very similar game to that Bulls-Grizzlies game we just talked about um, in terms of, you know, a slight difference between the two teams, both kind of chasing back into the playoffs with, uh, you know, some star players. So this game should be very fun to watch as well. Um, Any other thoughts on this Kings-Pelicans matchup here? Any player props or anything? Yeah, just lastly, uh, these two teams did get together. Um, they've had two matchups previously. So uh, January 17th, Pelicans won that game 128-123 in uh, Sacramento. And then they got together here on February 1st where Sacramento won that game 118-109. So, um, you know, some familiarity with between these two teams, at least for this season. And, uh, you know, as far as player props, you know, it, it Zion, Zion, Zion's playing well right now, like you mentioned over his last 10 games, averaging 33 points um, in that span. I, I think against um, – let me see if I can quickly pull this up. In the two matchups, I believe he's averaging 24 points 
um, in, in, in the two previous games. So um, I think Zion continue to have success tonight. Maybe take a look at us also on De'Aaron Fox props because we've been writing him also. Yes, agreed. Let's go to Golden State. Before we go to Golden State, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Today's episode of the NBA Gambling Podcast is also brought to you by PicksWise.com. Helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring, sports-fanatic wise guys, giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction. On every game, every day, and every sport, and it's all for free. NBA, MLB, and the NHL, whatever sport you like, they have you covered with analysis and, more importantly, free picks. Plus, they have all the betting news you need and their own expert best bets. Head over to PicksWise.com for all the free picks you need. That's PicksWise.com. Okay, everyone, we got two games left on the slate. Let's go to Golden State, where the Denver Nuggets are visiting the Nuggets coming off that big win streak, had a very uh, – they tumbled to the, to the finish line, lost that game to the Celtics on a 31-3 run for Boston in that game. Um, they go to Golden State where things are not going as well either. James Wiseman now with a meniscus injury, probably out for the year there. Yeah. Um, the Nuggets laying four and a half, total at 226. Munaf, where are you going with this matchup here? Yeah, um... That was tough last time for the Denver Nuggets, especially in that eight, uh, in that fourth quarter. I mean, they only yeah. got eight points. Uh, I was watching this uh, or keeping track of the score up until the third quarter, and then I, I, I kind of you know got busy with some other things, and I you know went back and checked the score, and I saw that Boston had won this game, and then you know for Denver with the firepower that they have on this offense. Uh, to only score eight points was a little alarming, but um, I think the bigger concern here is is you know is Jamal Murray's knee injury. Um, yes, is it significant? Have you seen anything? Uh, he was going through full warmups and then just didn't play, which was kind of weird. Okay, um, but it looks like he should be back. Um, if not tonight, then soon. But okay. definitely, like you said, I mean. In the Western Conference, you have this Jamal Murray knee injury that's kind of nagging and kind of weird. And then you also have the Giannis Antetokounmpo knee injury, which hasn't really gotten mm-hmm. talked about much either. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Jamal, uh, they definitely need him back. I mean, they're just missing a, a tiny bit of firepower. When things are going well, yes, it's great to have guys like Compazzo and Monte Morris and P.J. Dozier when everyone's playing well. But when you need when you need a bucket like they did last night, you know the, they were very much lacking Jamal Murray, and they had a bunch of guys that you know weren't able to take on that individual scoring load. So I look at this matchup; I think it is favorable for Denver. Um, mm-hmm. There definitely is a, a live betting just cake in terms of this Nuggets team. If you bet against them when Jokic leaves the floor, um, you will get a better number coming back and open up a middle for yourself if you want when he comes yeah. when he comes back. I mean. This bench lineup, they have no idea what they're where they're going with the bench. Um, and Jokic is playing a lot of minutes, so and they're obviously winning games. But you know, yesterday they rolled out a Zeke Naji, Jamichael Green, and Paul Millsap on the floor together with PJ Dozier and Monte Morris. That did not work at all. They got steamrolled. Their bench got steamrolled both times, and they they came in that game um, in that you know late first, early second stint, and their late third, early, late third, early fourth. Mm-hmm. I came in on on a um, Celtics plus 11 and a half ticket when Jokic walked off the floor. The Nuggets were up 14. 
he didn't come back in until they were down five. Yeah. Ended up throwing away that money by taking the nuggets, you know, plus three twenty on the money line. And they were not able to come back for me, but um, you know, I think that definitely is a fun angle or, you know, just a straight up solid angle with the nuggets. Um, and hopefully Jamal's back tonight injury report, not yeah. yet submitted as the back to back. I do like the nuggets minus the four and a half here. I think they're, you know, the good vibes were kind of sucked out of that with the, with the way they lost to Boston, but I do think they come back here strong with a win yeah. going to respond. Um, so I'll go the nuggets minus four and a half things, not going great for golden state here. Yeah. I mean, if, as far as the golden state Warriors, I mean, their bright spot uh, obviously has been Steph Curry. I mean, this guy's just playing, yep. just playing lights out and, you know, nobody's even really talking about it. You take a look over his last 10 games, or at least he, over his last six games that he's played, thirty he's averaging thirty six points per game, fifty two percent from the field goal, uh, sorry from the floor, and then forty three percent from three point land. So, um, you know, it, 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 we we've talked about since the trade deadline how better the Denver defense has gotten with the acquisition of Aaron Gordon. I think this may turn into a long night for the Golden State Warriors if they find a way, if the Nuggets find a way to contain Steph Curry and maybe make somebody else like a Wiggins or a Oubre beat them. And, and I think the Nuggets will be able to live with that if those two guys beat them versus Curry because in the last game against the Denver Nuggets, Steph Curry dropped 35 points. Um, let me see if I can really quickly find if they won or lost that game. Um, they lost that game by 10 points, did the Golden State Warriors. So, and that was the same spread. I think it was a four and a half point spread in that game also. So, uh, I'm right with you. Denver Nuggets, it's a four and a half here in a bounce back spot. Hopefully, Jamal Murray's able to go here. Um, a prop that I do like for this game is to keep an eye on for a, um, for a Jokic assist prop, you know, he's been doing that, you know, he's getting been getting the assist in the absence of Jamal Murray. Uh, right now I'm seeing it at 10 and a half. So the market I think has caught up to that, but um, as far as the game, I do like minus a four and a half for, for the um, Denver Nuggets here tonight. I do as well. Any thoughts on the total 226? I think you may want to take a look at uh, Denver's team total here tonight uh, in a bounce back spot. Um over the last couple games here for the Golden State Warriors, let me see if their defensive rating has been um, – where their defensive rating kind of is at for the Golden State Warriors. They are number 28 over the last 10 games. So uh, definitely keep an eye out for that. They've given up 122 to the Bucks. They gave up 110 to the Wizards, 109 to my Rockets. So um, I think they're, they're all – Jim Ricketts should have a better shooting night tonight from their performance in the fourth quarter yesterday. Okay, and one more game on the slate for tonight. Then we're going to get into some of our favorite bets for the slate. The, your Houston Rockets, go to Phoenix, where the Phoenix Suns are a 12-point favorite at home. Total is at 229. The Rockets coming in, I mean, more losses, but maybe Mm -hmm. things are looking up a little bit. We don't know. Uh, Suns continue to kind of do their thing. Where are you going with this 12 point number here uh, in Phoenix tonight? Yeah. These two teams got together not too long ago here. I think it was about a week on April 5th. Um, You know, so Rockets competed nicely in that game. Yeah. So, um, you know, my, you know, my head is saying to take Phoenix here. I think Phoenix will make the, you know, 
adjustments at home against this Rockets team. Um, but I think the bigger, but just because it is such a, I don't like laying 13 points um, against, or, or sometimes with any team, you know, especially, but with the Rockets, they, they've, they, they're they not laying down, they're, they're, they're competing. You know, mm-hmm. John Walls, you know, came out against, against the win. Dallas said, you know, people expected me to try to shut it down for the rest of the season, but I, I like coming out here and competing. Same with Christian Wood. Yep. We've talked about Kevin Porter Jr., Jay Sean Tate. The list goes on for the Rockets. Um, I think if you do like the Rockets, possibly take them in the first half because the game kind of gets away from them in the second half, whether they're benching guys and bringing in some of the guys or quote unquote tanking or trying to lose games but they're competing in the first quarter for in the first quarter of the first halves and they're kind of losing the games in the second half another play i do like for this game is the sun's team total here i mean the rockets defense has just been abysmal over over the last 10 games they're number 29 right down there with okc and the golden state warriors as far as um the defensive rating currently seeing the sun's Team total posted at 120. So I do like that over. They did score 133 in their last matchup. So um, I'll possibly be looking at Rockets first half here and then uh, definitely Phoenix Suns team total over the 120. Yes. And I actually do have an angle I like in this game. I don't normally do. I actually have never done this before, but I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns only minus three in the second quarter. You mentioned mm-hmm. how the can start off hot and then fade into games. Um, last two games, they've lost the second quarter by double digits. Um, and then that Phoenix game, they lost it by 10. Um, and that kind of checks out what you're saying, right? Because they do have this kind of professional starting five. And then yeah. off the bench, they bring up this kind of ragtag group of guys. So yeah. maybe a you're sitting on this game and you like the Suns first half live at some point. Um, if the Rockets starting five is competing probably wouldn't take the second quarter outright, but uh, yeah. right now, but definitely caught my eye. Definitely. That's a good angle for this game. Um, agree. Suns team total. I mean, I kind of do want to come, you know, hit the suns here, but um, I, I don't like these big spreads, especially on a Monday. Um, yeah. Especially kind of a weird game like this. So um, any other plays that you might have in this game here for this game? No. No. Okay, so that is it for the uh, Monday slate. Again, this is Monday, April 12th. Let's get into our favorite bets for tonight's slate, kind of wrap it up here. I've been going for a nice hour on these games. I will start off with um, – I I like the Knicks minus two here. Uh, I think they're the superior team to this this injured Lakers team, only laying two at home. Um, And, yeah, just in the thick of the playoff chase – a defense that should shut down uh, whatever the Lakers bring to the table offensively. Um, so I will go with the Knicks minus two as my first best bet for tonight's slate. Let's turn it over to, uh, to where, where you look at Munaf. I had two plays circled here and I'll go ahead and just say both of them. The first one we had talked about in depth was the Chicago Bulls and the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, over the 228 and a half there. I mean, I, I know they're on back-to-back situations, but so we might have, I think that kind of favors the over, maybe, you know, not so much of an effort on the defense with some dead legs. Um, but that, I feel like that number is a little conservative. You know, we know what both of these offenses can do with, we you know, the guys that they have on both sides. So give me that over the 228 and a half. That was the first one that I, I did like, and I have already locked in. Okay. I, I will, uh, little zigzag here i 
I kind of like this board a lot. I, I like the T-Wolves plus a six. I like the T-Wolves team total over 114 and a half. But I will go with a Spurs Nuggets money line parlay here. Um, okay. And I will – that pays out at plus 120. Two teams on the on the road, um, you know, laying an intermediate number, I think, against inferior competition. So, a plus 120 Spurs Nuggets money line parlay. I will also say I, I, I will officially add T-Wolves plus six uh, to there the best go. bets for tonight. Yeah. Okay. And then I think my second one, I think you had just mentioned it, was that, that team's uh, T-Wolves team total over that 114. I mean – this just seems a little conservative for me, um, you know, especially with the offensive firepower that the Minnesota Timberwolves have with Carl Anthony Towns, D'Lo, Anthony Edwards, and, you know, they're, some of their role players that they have there and the pace that they've been playing with. So 114 and a half. And I quickly, I know we mentioned the Dallas, um, Dallas and a Minnesota Timberwolves money line parlay a little degen action because oh, we yes. were talking about how this is a, a look ahead spot for both the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. So if you parlay the money line for the T-Wolves and the Mavericks, you will it is turning into a plus 600 return. So 100 would win you $604. So um don't put too much down on that. Just a little fun, little sweat uh, bet there. Just, just, you know, just because what we talked through about look ahead spots for both of these teams and, and um, um, going from there. Okay. And that this should be a fun slate tonight. Some, some low key, good games. Uh, definitely excited for some of these. Um, let's get out of here. Been a very, very fun show. Munaf, where can the people find you on Twitter to uh, check out some of the plays that you're posting? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SportsNerd824, um, posting my player props on there and then, you know, total bets. And, um, you know, if there's any spread bets that I do like, uh, um, I'll have it posted on there. So make sure to check uh, check my Twitter uh, throughout the day. I'm usually posting my plays there. And then, uh, Zach, you're also on Twitter. Where can they find you at? Yes, sir. You can find me on Twitter at NBA Zach B. Please join us in the conversation on all sports. That's at sg.pn slash Slack, our community Slack channel conversation. Got plays for every sport. Um, so whatever you like, you can hop in there and, you know, join the conversation. The NBA channel, really excited to see how much that has grown. Um, also, please check us out at sportsgamblingpodcast.com for articles from our, you know, our entire staff from Munaf and others. Um, So thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And we will be back with another show on Wednesday as well as uh, more to come later in the week. So have a good one, everybody. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to.